Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The only way to be an expert is through experience. Yeah. I think experience helps you so much in life Mm -hmm. and sometimes when I see now everyone is in such a hurry not everyone but a lot of people are in a hurry to have the title or to have the whatever but then you get to that position and you're not equipped you don't know how to deal with it hello and welcome back today I'm joined by the beauty maven Alessandra Steinher Alex started her career in magazines where she worked through the ranks to become Glamour's beauty director before taking the leap into working with brands and as an influencer. Those of you who follow Alex on Instagram, and I'll put a link to her profile below in case you don't, will know that her knowledge on skincare is encyclopedic, so it came as little surprise when Alex decided to launch her own range in collaboration with Primark, and even less of a surprise that it sold out multiple times. In this episode, Alex shares some of her beauty philosophies, including the importance of working from the inside out and of having a routine, and explains how she built her career and how she navigated the famously tricky magazine world. Here's Alessandra. Hello, Alessandra. Hello. Or Alex, rather, for the purposes of your collaboration. Do you know what? Yeah, because that's the thing. It's, it's like, my name is Alessandra, but you know why it's Alex? It's because, actually, when, uh, <laughs> when I had to put my name, actually, I think it was Twitter mm-hmm. at first, Alessandra Steiner was too long. Yeah. So it wouldn't accept it. Obviously, Alessandra is how I get called in my private life. Yeah. And Alex is, yeah, like my public name. So when you introduce yourself to new friends, like at a dinner party. Alessandra. Okay, so that feels like that's you. Yeah, but when I, but I love Alex. I kind of always loved it because I felt it could be a boy or a name. Yeah. A boy or a girl's name, I mean. And and I loved it because in my own way that I am, I'm a bit of a mix of a boy and a girl. I was going to say, you always talk about that. You're a bit of a tomboy. I'm a bit, I've always been a tomboy growing up. And I have this like, my my face and my hair if you like my head is girl and the rest like I dress I don't really dress super feminine not that I think nowadays it doesn't matter anymore Mm. but I mean I'm not someone who wears dresses or skirts I'm so I'm I'm a tomboy so the name Alex I quite like yeah because it's a bit of androgynous a bit of both yeah yeah Tell me about young... I'm not going to say this right. Tell me about young Alessandra. Alessandra. (laughs) Alessandra. Yeah. Yeah, so little girl. Little girl. uh, You know, I was always... uh, Surprisingly, I was talked a lot. (laughs) That never changed. I was very smiley, very open, Mm. and always very interested, very curious. As a child. So we're talking really young, young, young. young. Okay. Uh, Very kind of outgoing and like um yeah just really curious and would talk Mm -hmm. to anybody and you're austrian german yes my dad is german my mom is from austria where did they meet they met on an airplane oh uh going from frankfurt to toronto okay where my mom was working in toronto she was working for air canada but not Mm -hmm. on the plane like in the head office or something yeah and my dad was studying economics okay uh so he was a student and my mom was like working yeah and how many little steiners did they have <laughs> uh, to my knowledge too okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> my brother uh and myself yeah okay so when you were growing up what were you seeing what did your mum look like was beauty a big part of your uh, yes. emotional landscape my mom is still to this day incredibly like I would say glamorous is a is an overused word, but mm-hmm. she really is. And I I remember very vividly, you know, um, because my parents had quite a sociable life. So I would I remember sitting in the bathroom on the floor when she was getting ready, and it mm-hmm. was just my favorite thing. Yeah, seeing her uh, do her makeup, and then she would always she dressed beautifully because mm-hmm. my and she's again she still dresses beautifully, mm-hmm. but my grandmother was probably my biggest beauty inspiration. Mm-hmm. But it came because my grandmother had um was kind of a fashion designer back in the day. It was different. It was she had like a boutique, you know, because women mm-hmm. would have their clothes. You know, you wouldn't go to Primark or Zara. Yeah. Like you'd go to a, women of a certain means would yeah. go and have their clothes done. Yes, uh, and so she had like a boutique where she made made to measure clothes Fascinating. and so my mom was always beautifully dressed because basically mm-hmm. my grandmother you know mm-hmm. did all her 
spit all her dresses and so I remember yeah my mom watching her and and uh, and I just thought she was so and then it was more you know what it was the makeup but it was the smell right. it was <clears throat> I remember my memory because of course I, I, I remember watching her but what comes up is the smell and right. we always say how fragrance yeah. you know gets through you yeah. right away and I I just remember that beautiful smell in the bathroom when she yeah. was getting ready and I believe she changed but she wore beautiful by yeah. Estee Lauder a lot and that's a big memory but <clears throat> my biggest beauty inspiration is mm. my grandmother mm. her mother who was Viennese mm. and so I would spend my summers in Vienna because my parents traveled a lot as so well. where were you where were you living at the time so I was living in Brussels okay. I grew up in Belgium mm -hmm. and and then in the summers I would go to my granny in Vienna mm -hmm. and my brother would go to my other grandparents in Munich my dad's okay yeah so I was with my my granny um it was just for the summer and because it's easier for grandparents to handle one yeah. at a time and um and I remember like oh that was to this day mm -hmm. the happiest times of my life mm -hmm. is with my granny she was she passed sadly but she was such a role model because at the time again remember the time we're talking about mm. a woman who got divorced mm -hmm. quite young mm -hmm. um had her own business was that quite scandalous it must have been quite scandalous yeah. absolutely it wasn't a done thing no had her own business yeah she was completely self-sufficient did mm -hmm. what she wanted to do and in the 50s 60s that yeah. was kind of unheard of yeah so for me she was an incredibly strong mm -hmm. role model mm -hmm. and someone like i said she had her own business she had seamstresses working for her it was quite a big mm -hmm. boutique and and just someone who didn't need other people and yeah. did what she wanted and you know she did the fun things I liked you know she in Vienna we'd used to go and have like cake like sachatot it was like whipped cream yeah. and and she loved shopping so we had cakes we went shopping it was just so much fun but at the same time she mm -hmm. was a very hard worker right um very you know obviously because she ran her own business had yeah, no yeah. one else and and just showed me what a strong woman is like so yeah. I've, I've always been growing up surrounded by quite strong women my mm -hmm. aunt as well was was that kind of very independent and worked and and I just I just had a lot of role models mm. around me of women with a lot of um you know powerful women yeah mm. and your grandma then being a tough woman who knows her own mind mm. um what did she choose to look like oh my god she looked like growing up she looked like Marilyn Monroe <laughs> she was so glam by the time obviously I was with the, you know, she was a bit older, but she had this beautiful dressing table. She always wore Chanel number no. five. Mm -hmm. So there was Chanel number no. five there. There was Elizabeth Arden, uh, Estee Lauder, mm -hmm. Lancome, but all these beautiful pots, you know. So she had, yeah. she had this beautiful dressing. She had Elnet always there. Yes. Her nails <laughs> were long, almond-shaped, uh, and always a Schiaparelli pink. Yes. Always. And her hair, she had the most beautiful so imagine Marilyn uh -huh. older so that kind of strong yeah. and it was white it was just this silver color like it yeah. was the most beautiful color yeah um and she always wore a few she always matched her lipstick to her nail polish yeah um and she smelled of number five and Elnet and 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 it was just fascinating and she is the first person who gave me my first skincare what did she give you? She gave me Clinique three step, okay. um, and it was literally about. I mainly used the soap and the moisturizer, to be honest. Right. Uh, and she was just like, have a skincare routine. Mm -hmm. And since then, I've had. You've a skincare looked after your skin. Yeah. In my family, definitely. You know, it it is a mother daughter, mother daughter, grandmother, mm -hmm. granddaughter way of educating about skincare and yeah. showing, and also seeing women who always looked after their skin. Yeah, um, <clears throat> kind of made me naturally, without having to think about it, realize yeah. well that's just what you do. Equally, though, I also um, the side you know what made me want to be a beauty editor was that I in my granny's salon. Mode Salon, we used mm -hmm. to call it in German. We, um, she had all the Italian and French Vogues. Wow. So I would look through those. So yeah. I did look at, at the time mm. it was supermodels. Yeah. But I couldn't identify with the bodies. Yeah. Because I've always been uh, quite curvy, mm -hmm. always. I've, always. I've never been like massively, but like I've always been a bit more a curvy yeah. girl rather than a, a, a skinny girl. Yeah. And I just couldn't identify with the, the physicality and the bodies. Yeah. But I looked at the faces and I was like, 
I, you know, I can yeah, do that. Yeah. And I, and genuinely, I just always felt that beauty was more democratic and more achievable than fashion. It just was. I mean, the price is another issue. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah, I yeah. couldn't afford an Alaya dress yeah. at God knows how much money. But yeah. it's interesting how I was looking at the fashion magazines and, and my eye went to the faces. And I remember yeah. in my room as mm. a teenager on my wall mm. I didn't have posters of pop stars I ripped out Estee Lauder ads yeah. the black and white ads and I believe it was uh, Polina Poroskova and then I think it was um, Liz Hurley She's and Carolyn Murphy and all that but yeah. I ripped out those ads and that's what was on my wall mm. faces as yeah. opposed to pop stars what were you into at math. school? Okay. So I was really good at math and uh, I was really crap at geography, actually, mm-hmm. and I still am. But history, biology, history I loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, biology, I don't know why I was good at that. And math were my strong points. What did you imagine you'd do when you grew up? So I um, bought all the mags. So yeah. I was definitely, that was my obsession with magazines. And that I, I remember from a very young age, I got samples always. Mm-hmm. Like I used to play with samples. I used to pretend I had like a beauty, you know, one of those yeah. like beauty stores. Like, yeah. Um, and I, I love, I kind of wanted to be, I kind of toyed with make, being a makeup artist, but then I realized that I really wasn't talented enough. And I thought the closest I can get is, um, working in a magazine and Mm -hmm. then I can interview all these people so it was kind of that tell me what you looked like let's say when you were like 15 16 what makeup were you wearing did you have skin battles yeah hair color that sort of thing so I went from a very confident and vivacious young child Mm. to a very shy teenager Mm -hmm. and I don't know why so I mean we're not a psychology 101 here but there must be a reason but I got quite um shy which people always find weird now because I'm (laughs) I come across as incredibly confident Mm. but I'm still in my private life shy okay It's, it's very interesting that but um I think I I was but the thing is I was in a great school like we all were friends like there was nothing there was no bullying, no nothing. Yeah. Like, it was all very happy. Mm. But in terms of what I looked like, I was always in jeans. Nothing changed. Yeah. I wore jeans and a shirt. I yeah. still do. Yeah. Uh, jeans and a check shirt, actually. Yeah. I, I still do. And trainers. It's just my thing. I think at the time we were into, like, what are they called? Not Doc Martens. But, you know, right. we were into, like, boots and, like, Timberland boots mm-hmm. and jeans mm-hmm. and oversized shirts, whatever. Um I was that girl that when you're a teenager, you know, your first foray into beauty is kind of like a, a, a lip gloss and a nail polish. I was always about skincare. Okay. So all my girlfriends were like, we didn't really wear makeup to school or mm-hmm. to university, but all my girlfriends were more into like a little bit of like a gloss and I was always about skin and hair. What were you? And hair okay. massively because I had really long hair. Okay. I was, I loved hair care and, and skincare. Is your hair naturally straight? <clears throat> no, my hair is naturally like that... That wavy hair that on a good day looks great yeah, yeah. and on a bad day looks like a big frizzy mess. Yeah. And I remember frizzies came out and mm. I was like, yes. I used to like douse my hair in that. And Were you I, still in Brussels at the time? Uh, yeah. yeah. And I used to put too much on. But yeah. anyway. Uh, but uh, but like I have that kind of, still now I have that frizzy hair that like I said, on a good day I'm mm. thrilled. And on a bad day I'm just like, this is going under a cap. That kind of hair takes quite well though to being styled. Oh yeah. Like, my yeah. hair is yeah. very it obeys. Yes, exactly. So it's very you know, once you put it on, put it into style, it tends to it tends to obey. And of course dry shampoo is yeah. my best friend. I didn't color my hair, I think, until I was a beauty editor. So you sound quite natural then, like everything you're doing is just a bit of skin. But I was very sporty. Okay. I was really into sports, so what sports uh, were you I used into? to oh my god, everything. Like okay. I used to play football. I was crap. Okay. But <clears throat> I had a lot of enthusiasm. Okay. I was made up for sport for talent with enthusiasm. Yeah. You always need those people on the team. Yeah. That have a lot of enthusiasm <laughs> but that aren't very good. So I used to play football. I think it's because I'm tall. Mm. And so I, I used to swim a lot. As as young as a youngster I used to swim quite mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Then I used to play football. I was rubbish. Handball, I was decent, which is quite a German sport, handball. Yeah. Volleyball, I was all right. Basketball, I was quite good. Okay. And then tennis. You know, tennis was my big passion. And were you quite confident in your body then as a teenager? No. Okay. Absolutely not. I was super... Because I was always a big bit bigger, 
Um, By bigger, do you mean bigger boned or like stuff on the bones? No, no, no. Pudgy. Okay. Cur- but I mean, the word curvy, like, it's not even that. I was overweight. Okay. You know, but not massively. Just mm. always like a bit, a bit, a bit more than I, like enough that I'd want to wear extra oversized Fine. clothes. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was never like, you know, I was never, like when I was a teenager, I just, I always had good skin. Mm-hmm. And, it, and so it was, it was the skin and the hair and the face. But the body, I always felt like I wanted to be less. Even though I did a lot of sports, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, now when I look back at pictures, I'm like, okay, what are you talking about? Yeah. But I just always felt, compared to my other my friends who were really yeah. thin, you know? Yeah. Um, but funnily enough, it didn't stop me from thing. This is the okay. funny thing. Like, it's not like anybody would shame me about it or yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more myself. Yeah, so that was in your head. Yeah, and then yeah. when I was, uh, I remember um, a bit later on when I was my early 20s, uh, I used to do a lot of theater because that mm-hmm. was my way to get over my shyness and that's what helped me mm-hmm. look people in the eye. Did like, you do that I, consciously? Yeah, I yeah. couldn't look people in. My dad just thought, let her do something like where she needs to get out. Of, like I would blush when people would look at me. Okay. Now I'm very good at eye contact, yeah. but I never used to be. Yeah. So I did theater and to get out of, to, to help me and that really helped me get out of my shell. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I remember I was doing a play and I had to... Um, kind of disrobe I mean disrobe a little bit like on stage and I was so freaked well, what did about you have it. to wear like a negligee but I mean oh, you didn't okay. see anything like fine yeah like I was covered mm. but still mm. you know I wasn't like in an underwear it was like I a wouldn't negligee. want to wear a negligee on no. stage and I was so freaked about it <clears throat> that I that I went on this insane diet mm. which is the kind of thing you do when you are in your early 20s yeah. and I think I ate like an apple and like a yogurt and now when I think about it, I'm like, how did I function? Yeah. Like, how does your brain function? But I think when you're that young, I'm, you must have hormones or stuff. I don't know. But I don't know how. Nowadays, if I did that, after two days, yeah. I'd be on the floor. Yeah. Um, but I remember I did that and I lost huge amounts of weight. Okay, quickly. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and again, when you're that young, you, yeah. it, it's easy and, mm-hmm. and you feel like... And, um, and I lost so much weight and I got really, really thin. Yeah. And then I remember I won uh, the award. We had like a miss of, of school. So mm. I was like voted the prettiest yeah. in school. Yeah. And all of that. So I thought that was great until my gut shut down, my intestines shut down. So I basically um, collapsed. In right. the ho- I never spoke about this, but mm-hmm. I collapsed um, in my house. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom, thank God, was there. I was rushed to hospital. My Basically, my uh, intestines just were so blocked mm. <laughs> that, you know, there was a block. There was a big blockage. I, that's all that's where I'm going to leave it. That must have been awful. Yeah, it was very painful. And yeah. I, I was in hospital for 10 days. Had you learned your lesson? Did you go back to eating normally? or were no, you? No, I hadn't learned my lesson. Mm. Unfortunately, I should have had support. Yeah. Meant, like, I should have spoken to a therapist. Mm. But what we know now mm. is that when you have an eating disorder, let's say. Yeah, or disorder. We know eating. now, yeah. disorderly eating. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. talk about, I had a bit. But no, 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 yeah. If you, disordered if you, if you have yeah. disordered eating, yeah. we know now that what you need is a therapist, not a nutritionist necessarily. Yes. N- necess- I mean, both yeah. is great. Yeah. But you need a therapist. Yeah. I think, I think my parents were just thrilled that I was alive. Mm that they didn't think about and at the hospital people you know it just wasn't yeah nobody thought of it. it's like mental yeah. health nobody talked about it now yeah we talk it was about a different time it was a different it? time yeah. and so i remember um i just got home and i was so obviously depressed that mm. i just sat on the sofa and just ate yeah and so then the opposite happened i got really big yeah like i mean really big mm. And I mean, we don't have enough time to talk about that, but yeah. eventually then that obviously regulated itself. But there's always been this relationship with food mm. for me that's kind of always been like, yeah, I think I've, since then I've yeah. always had a bit of a... It sets you yeah. up, doesn't it, yeah. to have a bit so of a I wa- Yeah, before that I was always like a bit more than I wanted to be, but mm. then when I look at pictures now I'm like, seriously? And, uh, and, and, but then that episode of yeah. losing, dramatically losing so much weight and then yeah. gaining so much back, yeah. I'm now kind of in the middle. And mm. I have to say like, in terms of, in terms of my body now, look, I'm sometimes I'm like, I've overdo it, but I got to a point where 
I'm a lot more um, accept. I do accept myself more, mm-hmm. and I think as you get older, you do look at other values about you. You do look at other things, and you know, I wouldn't say my weight defines me. It's mm-hmm. still something that I think about a lot. Mm-hmm. But I kind of got to a point where I don't go to extremes anymore. Yeah. So I'm not some. I don't binge anymore in that mm-hmm. way. And yes, I'll be like a few pounds over, and I'll be like, and I know why. Yeah. You know, and then I'll just rein it in a bit, and I'll be fine. So yeah. I know now more to regulate my emotions around it. Yeah. Um. But food and weight, it's all yeah, it's always played a big yeah. role in my life. And what do you find works for you in terms of um a kind of eating exercise regime that's. Mm manageable and sustainable what works so the one thing that works like so well I never in extremes I've learned that I don't ever do something extreme Mm -hmm. I used to and it just backfires it just doesn't work what unfortunately works and that's what works for everything (laughs) in life your skincare your body for me no snacking so for me eating three times a day works this whole thing of like skipping a, a meal for some, for me, that just sets me up for failure. Okay. I can't do this intermittent fasting thing. Like yeah. I, for, again, it's so individual. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it's like, but it's more individual mentally, I think, than physically. But that's mm-hmm. another issue. But for me, it's like breakfast, lunch, dinner, no snack. Um, I definitely mm-hmm. think like I drink way too much coffee and not mm-hmm. enough water. But mm-hmm. you need, you know, drinking lots of water helps. Exercise wise, again, I think the best thing and this is what something a doctor once said to me said listen you know if you run like a maniac you can't sustain that it's Mm -hmm. better to walk so Mm -hmm. I walk I walk about an hour to an hour and a half what do you do when you walk most days so this is also my it's my walking therapy I see this as like my meditate I don't I don't know how to meditate very Mm -hmm. well like when I'm in a forced state of meditation I literally Mm -hmm. already rebel like my my, I've got that main brain where I'm like (laughs) yeah for me like okay this is Again, I don't want to pretend I do this every day. Yeah. But when I can, when I'm at home, mm-hmm. when I don't have a crazy schedule, mm-hmm. the dream scenario, which I do do, mm-hmm. in, mostly in the summer, I get up at 5.30. In the summer, I can't do it in winter. Okay. I get up at 5.30. Even I, in the summer, that's no, 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 no. very early. But this is heaven. This okay. is heaven. Okay. Because it's quiet. Yeah. Where no, do you live in no London? Fo- Notting Hill. Okay. No phones. Mm. No emails. Like nothing, right? Yeah. You get up, no nasty surprises. You go, I have my water because I always drink a lot of water first thing because I get it out of the way. Yeah. Have my cup of coffee, sit on my terrace if it's a nice day and just, I'll read. You don't look at your phone? No, no. Okay. Well, I'll just look quickly if there's a drama. Like my parents or my family or my brother. Fine. But you're not like. No, I'm not scrolling. Yeah. I go, because I mean, there's nothing to scroll. I've done that the night before. So yeah, okay. I, so I go, I try to read something. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big, because I'm, my life is so much on my phone. Yeah. My routine is reading. And I will read a cross section. Anybody who says to me, I just read this amazing book. I'm mm-hmm. like interested. It can be biographies. It can be self-improvement, but whatever. I just would read something. Yeah. Have my coffee. Then I, then I go for a walk. I mm-hmm. go to Hyde Park. Mm-hmm. I go through Portobello, go up to Hyde Park. Mm-hmm. And I just walk I don't have my phone on me. Okay. I just walk in silence. Mm-hmm. And I try to do that for an hour, an hour and a half. I try. Okay. Come back and then I do shower and the whole thing, breakfast and so on. Mm-hmm. That, for me, I've done something for my, physically for me, I've mm-hmm. done something for my well-being. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's my version of meditating and having yeah. my own time. Yeah. When I can do that, my day is beautiful. Yeah. Obviously, and I'm not going to pretend I do it every day because I can't always do it, yeah. you know. Um, but prioritizing that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. it makes a huge difference. But look, in the middle of winter, do I want to get up at five? Hell no. Yeah. Like, you know, it's got to do a lot with daylight for me. I'm very, yeah. I need that daylight. You yeah. know, the depth of, I remember in December this year, I mean, when it got uh, dark at three, I was mm-hmm. like, are you joking? Like, I would literally be like, Ugh. yeah. So I'm very light dependent. So I yeah. need that light. And I need that downtime. I'm not someone who can... There are some people who I admire. My brother is like that. They can mm. just keep going. Yeah. Nonstop. Yeah. They don't need a break. Yeah. I don't. I'm not like that. I need my my time mm-hmm. for myself. Mm-hmm. I need my time to recharge. Also because when I do talk to people, 
I'm very present. Mm-hmm. I'm incredibly present, whether mm-hmm. that's with you right now mm-hmm. or whether um, I'm with Primark in doing events with the customers, whether I'm talking, like, I'm super present, super mm-hmm. focused, mm-hmm. and I give a lot. So when I have downtime, I need to just be whoosh, yeah. completely down. Do you need downtime during the day? If you're working from home and you've got up, you've done your walk, you've had your breakfast, you've had your shower, let's say you do a few hours of work and have lunch yeah. are you someone who then sit down and watch netflix no <laughs> not. no that's i'm not good at like once my day is going i'm going okay. so that's why i do it first thing okay because then that's the only time because honestly once the emails start mm-hmm. i'm one of those very crazy people who will check her emails non-stop yeah. i'm not good at setting boundaries with mm-hmm. that okay so i'm constantly on the email or on the instagram what does your evening routine look like i mean again on an average day i so i love going to bed early because mm-hmm. i like getting up early so mm-hmm. when there's like an event and stuff obviously that's different but yeah. when i'm at home <clears throat> i will eat i like to eat as early as possible but this is something uh i've, I've learned from viva Maya. so yeah. i do believe in eating early yeah i like that um and then i oh, i try to not be on the phone too much but mm-hmm. sometimes after hours is a good time to get back to people yeah. um but i'm also really good at like my phone is not on at night my phone doesn't get charged in my room. Like my okay, phone good. is outside. Okay. So once I'm in bed, I'm, you know, You're fine. I'm sleeping. What time do you call early bedtime? I ideally 10, okay. but that doesn't always happen. Mm. Well, 10 is kind of a swing time. Some people go to bed like at nine. Yeah, but then, if you yeah. get, yeah, but if you get up at, look, I need about seven and a half hours. I've yeah. calculated. So I know I can figure out too much for mm-hmm. me doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think seven and a half is good. So 10, 5.30, that kind of works. Are you a bath person? No, never. Okay. I never, ever take a bath. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I honestly, last year I maybe took two baths. No, I'm a shower person. I get hot. Okay. I don't like heat. Okay. I get too hot. I get sweaty. I get bored. I put water everywhere. Okay. I'm fidgety. My hair goes frizzy. <laughs> yeah. I'm 100% a shower person, but I can be in that shower for a long time. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Let's go back. So yes. you're in your 20s. Yeah. You're in this sort of slightly yo-yo yeah. diet place. And then at what point do you move to the UK or what's your next step so, in life? So, so I mean, I so I finished my studies and then I'm like, okay, you know what? <clears throat> I studied economics and then in Brussels. In Brussels, um with a stint in in the States. And then a year I, in the States? Yeah. Okay. And then I I'm like, okay, I want to work in magazines. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at the time, again, I, I wrote to every magazine. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of rejections, a huge amount of rejections, mm-hmm. and a handful of interviews. And um, and then I ended up at uh, Marie Claire mm-hmm. as an intern. And, um, my God, I mean, I was... Um, it, it, it was like a dream come true. Mm-hmm. The reality, of course, is not like the what you imagine. Mm. But 
you know, I've always been, one thing I have is a lot of discipline. Mm-hmm. And I've always believed in hard work. Um, so I knew I had to work my way up. You know, I never expected anything. Um, but, you know, being, I mean, I, I ended up, it's a long story, but I, I ended up, um, mm-hmm. I was meant to be in the beauty department, but I got to marry Claire. And they were like, oh, we've, there's someone, you know, we've got someone whatever or someone stayed on and then they said and I was like well I came all the way here like I'm not from London like I had to you know I had to rent a room yeah. in someone's house and like and they were like um well we can put you on reception huh. now nothing wrong with being on reception mm. but that's 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 not a job that's a job yeah. someone needs to be paid to do that yeah. like that's not what an intern does no so I was kind of like, uh, okay, but I said, you know what? It was, it was, it was take it or leave it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to take it. Like yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I'm going to take Might it. Might as well do something. Yeah. And so, um, it was not where I wanted to be, but that was again, another lesson in life for mm-hmm. me. And the lesson, of course, it's easy for me to sit here now and say it, but <clears throat> the lesson for me was that it's not necessarily the straight line to where you want to get. Mm-hmm. You know, my dream was being the my dream was I'm going to be an intern in the beauty department of Mary Claire they're going to love me they're going to keep me and I'm going to work my way up you know and yeah. become a beauty director and is that what you always wanted that's what I wanted to do my dream director. I wanted to be beauty director of yeah. the biggest magazine in the UK okay. and at the time that was Mary Claire yeah at the time yeah and I was like that's what I want to do and I kind of that was my also when you're when you're young you know you are idealistic, which mm-hmm. is fantastic, by the way. Well, you need to be idealistic because if you're going to be idealistic, you might as well, you know. I've never mm. lost that, but mm. I always believe in the possibility. Mm. But I also always believed in you make your possibility. You know, mm-hmm. yes, there is a certain thing as a destiny, but you kind of make your own destiny. And so being on reception, like the lesson I learned was, you know, yes, I started on a reception at Marie Claire, but I still ended up being the beach director of the biggest magazine in the UK, which was Glamour yeah. when, I, when I got there. So... Yeah. The trajectory wasn't the straight line. Yeah. It wasn't what I had imagined. But sometimes you need to take a detour mm-hmm. to get to you want to get to. And what it taught me being on reception is, A, it taught me a certain humility. Mm-hmm. And it taught me, yeah, not to be arrogant. It also taught me, because I was treated pretty appallingly by quite a lot of people mm-hmm. along the way. As a lot of times when you are an intern, like nowadays things are different. Mm-hmm. You know, interns get paid a certain amount and there's a certain code of conduct and with HR nowadays you can't do that anymore but I did learn what I will say I am grateful for it because I learned a certain resilience Mm -hmm. which you need and you can't take offense if someone asks you to do photocopies Mm -hmm. you can't take offense if someone snipes at you I mean give me a break you know what I mean like it's taught me a certain resilience and a certain the discipline I had but I think the resilience the toughness but at the same time to be kind to people. I don't think, you know, when I then ended up growing up, growing in the ranks and going up my way in magazines, the magazines are, can be a quite tough environment. You know, they're predominantly a female environment. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it can be difficult. But I think if, you, and, and I understand how people react in certain ways and how people can maybe, you know, be tricky, but mm. it taught me not to ever treat anybody that works with me in a bad way. So I, for example, all the way till, you know, when I was at Glamour as the beauty director and until I left, I would open my own post. Mm -hmm. Never expected anyone to do that. Mm -hmm. I'd get my own lunch unless someone offered. You know what I mean? Like I never treated anyone in my department as my PA. Right. You know, even the assistant. Yeah. uh, Like that wasn't my PA. Yeah. You know, I would do my own thing. But when when you started, and it, yeah, it was a very different environment in magazines yeah. back then, and it was, it, I think there was this sort of Devil Wears Prada vibe that people talk about a bit yeah, more. Yeah, hundred percent. But I think it still is sometimes. It still yeah. is sometimes. Yeah. But did you, when you talk about resilience and growing that, I'm wondering about the person who goes and is in and and has moved to a different country, and you're doing a job that you weren't expecting to be doing. Yeah. And you know, you're shy, naturally shy. Yeah. There's a shy side, and. I mean, that must have been quite trying at times. Did you have times that you'd go home and yeah. cry? Or? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I had a shyness, mm. but... A, like, again, I, I was shy, but by then I'd done the... the I'd gotten better. Right. <clears throat> shy, but also tough in the sense that... 
don't know. Like I still have this thing that I believe if you work hard mm-hmm. and you do the right thing, you will get there. Like I never believed in shortcuts. Yeah. You know? I've never done a shortcut. That's why yeah. today sometimes I'm like, why do you want to be, why do you want to, you know, why do you want to like shortcut it? Like, don't you want to, the only way to be an expert is through experience. Yeah. I think experience helps you so much in life and sometimes when I see now everyone is in such a hurry not everyone but a lot of people are in a hurry to have the title or to have the whatever but then you get to that position and you're not equipped you don't know how to deal with it yeah you know a lot of 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 in in in, as you grow a lot of people who when you see people even now like I look at journalists who have a lot of experience Mm. it just you know how to handle things you Mm. know how to deal with things differently so when I was in that situation where I wasn't where I wanted to be, yeah, naturally shy, quite unfair. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was quite on, unf- it wasn't fair, mm-hmm. but then what is fair? You know, you, you either give up and go and say, you know, fuck you all. I'm out of here. But then what, then mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. They don't care. Or you sit there and you go, okay, I'm going to make this work mm-hmm. for me. Now, of course I couldn't foresee where it would lead me, but I was never like resentful. I never played up. I was never like, I was just like, I'm going to make this work. Mm -hmm. And I think I've always kept, even now, like I always think, okay, how can I make this work? Mm -hmm. What do I need to do to make this work? I never look at other people to make it work. But then you see what I mean? Yeah. But then when you do that, you're relying on your own abilities and your own strength quite a lot. So I then understand that sometimes you must feel quite depleted because you're really, you know, if I do, yeah, yeah. I give a lot, but I think when you think about how do I make it work, you then know how to bring the right people to you. Because the thing is this, I don't believe that most people Mm. naturally, even in a very difficult environment, want to be antagonistic i think most people want things to go well and smooth and peaceful it's just that ego gets in the way mm-hmm. and i think once you understand that and once you understand that we all have an ego mm-hmm. i have an ego you have an ego a lot of people have an ego it's about knowing how to manage people mm-hmm. and i think that's always a skill I've had and I have is I can read people okay. so I can read how to talk to people you don't mm-hmm. ever want to embarrass someone even if you're right it doesn't matter it's about making sure people feel comfortable yeah because we all make mistakes hey I mean I've made a lot of mistakes but did you learn this all from your own experience or was there someone who you looked up to who gave you good advice you know what it's a really good question I don't know I think I just learned along the way and maybe because of my shyness and my quietness as a teenager Mm. I'm quite observant okay so now I talk a lot and I'm confident but even now in my private I can I can switch I I don't do it automatically but I mean as in I don't do it on purpose right yeah but often I'll sit and I'll watch Mm -hmm. like today obviously we're talking but I'll be in situations where often I will just sit back Mm -hmm. you learn so much more by listening yeah you know than by talking but also like of course i'm doing my own skincare range and stuff so you know i need to also be assertive yeah and i and i and i can come across as very assertive if i need to be Mm -hmm. but at the same time i can also sit back and listen and i think one of my biggest strengths is always wanting to learn right and never thinking i know everything and that's how you grow Mm. you stop growing the moment you think well i've got this i know this like you know it's like when someone says to me oh well your skincare line you know it launched it so well you know like surely you know you're expecting it to keep doing well I'm like Mm -hmm. no I mean I hope it does yeah but never ever do I think oh yeah I'm done I've got this yeah amazing also because that's also what drives me Mm -hmm. you know the fire in the belly yeah kind of like keep keep going you know keep achieving keep doing something that but also I have the flip side of of my personality is that I have to really love something to do it. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for me to pretend. So I'm so fortunate that I was able to do a job. I loved being mm-hmm. a journalist. I 100% until my last day at Glamour loved it. But I left just as I loved it. How long were you at Glamour for? 11 years. Okay, and in the 11 years that you were there, yeah. um, 
did you have did i love every single day no 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 no. (laughs) i was just gonna ask about the in that time you would have tried a shed load of products yeah let's say are there maybe five or a few things that you grew to know and love in that time that you still use now and you think that's amazing yeah what are they uh, advanced night repair yes, by Estee Lauder. Yeah. I know. Every time I say it, people go, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but it's true. Yeah. Um, I'm obsessed okay. with that. I'm obs- obsessed with it. I've, I've, and I've used it even before Glamour, I think. But yeah. uh, it's it's one of those things. It just works for me. Yeah. It's a hydrator. It's I just love it. So advanced night repair, I'm completely... Do you like that eye serum as much? Yes, I do yeah. love that okay. too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you have... The one in the pot? In the, the pot. In yeah. the pot. But yeah. if you said to me, choose, it's the serum. Yeah. So that I still use religiously, yeah. probably every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I love La Mer, the, but I have very dry skin. Right. doesn't work for everyone. Yeah. But the La Mer moisturizer, I absolutely love. Um, I love, what else do I, that, that little, what else do I swear? So it's the stuff that I keep, I'm just trying to think mm. what I keep buying. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a product called, oh, do you know what? Um, Yves Saint Laurent, the Teint Touche Clat, mm-hmm. I love, but I like the new concealer. So that wasn't in the last 11, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a recent one, but yeah. I'm quite obsessed with that. Do you like that light reflecting, but you're into that But glow. I like the, the, yeah, I mean, for me, yeah. I'm definitely like, I'm not a big coverage person. Like yeah. it's yeah. always kind of. Because you've got good skin, you just want to kind of decent, give it. Decent, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, yes, I look you've after got, it. Yeah. Um, Lipocil. Yes. Sorry, which is a, from a brand called Talika, mm-hmm. which is a brow gel enhancer, which my mom has used all her life. And mm. she hasn't got a single white hair in her brow. So I'm, oh, like, really? I'm using that. What does it give them color as well? And yeah, it, apparently. I didn't know that myself. Yeah. No, but it, it helps it somehow. And I don't know how because I looked into it, but it prevents pigmentation loss in those brows. I'm like, why don't you do this for roots? For okay. Oh, speaking yeah. of which, yeah. Kalawau re- Root Retouch. Yes. I mean, desert island yeah. product like yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my god because my roots like i have dark hair yeah i've been gray since my mid-20s it's just fully. you know no not fully but, but you've you had gray i've yeah. had gray yeah. so and i have dark hair so yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh-uh. same hair yeah. like, roots are a no-go so that's one who and colors your la- hair uh, amy at larry king okay and then the last product would be yves saint laurent false lash effect mascara yeah. i'm just completely in love with but that. your look you've got a look that you like doing mostly i mean i've yeah. seen you do other things but you no, do yeah like you, with my dressing yeah. Yeah. i'm very signature i'm yeah. very like classic like in my in my fashion it's like jeans t-shirt shirt blazer mm-hmm. it's what i wear um and in my look definitely i'm all about the glow bronze i love a bronze yeah. i'm not naturally tan so i was like you know a self tan do you fake no. what do you fake tan i like? use vita liberata and yes. tan lux yes so I use Vita Liberata, phenomenal mousse on my body. Mm-hmm. And then I love the Tan Lux oil because I'm dry. Yeah. And a lot of fake tans dry yeah. you out. So that Tan Lux is amazing. I love a good bronzer. You know, yeah, I love yeah, my yeah. Charlotte Tilbury bronzer. I think it's phenomenal. The bronze and... Um, the bronze and, you know, the one with the bronze with and the highlighter. Glow it's called, yeah. But yeah. I use the bronzer and not the yeah. highlighter. Um, I, I, I'm all about that. I'm all about a brown eyeliner. I never yeah. use black. Which brown eyeliner do you oh, use? Oh, I do alternate. So I've got Teddy by uh, MAC. Yeah. I've got NARS Mambo. Mm-hmm. I've got Elizabeth Arden, the brown one. Oh, and I love, everyone should buy the Armani number two brown eye pencil. It is I haven't phenom- used that one. It's the right, it's not too light, not too dark. It's like a brownie yeah. black. It's just gorgeous. Um, so I, that's what I always do. I swear by Hoola, yeah. by Benefit, as an eyeshadow as well, and a contour. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just like... Yeah. I mean, I, I'm very... That's what it is. It's like a bronzy, dewy, blushy, mm-hmm. pinky lip, but not much. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I did that lipstick bit. with MAC, the Alessandra lipstick, which is that kind of pinky lip color. Yeah. And then I do... You know, like, I do. When I have to spruce it up it'll be like a smoky brown gold eye yeah or i'll just do uh, whack on a red lip the problem with a red lip with me love the look of it mm-hmm. disappears in about five seconds yeah because it's i talk work. i eat i yeah. drink yeah you know tell me then when you chose to leave glamour yes about this big a year ago a year ago where you went from glamour to yeah. moving into i would say influencer but that sphere yeah what was the response you had from people and what which it, people people. I mean, it's a bold move. So tell me about that. Well, it's one of those things. I, you know, I've loved my entire time and Mm -hmm. I didn't leave because I didn't love it anymore. But I, I'm, again, I'm not scared of change. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not afraid of it and I am quite good at listening to my own voice mm-hmm. and I just figured it's time okay you know and I think I was so happy honestly my 11 years at Glamour were such wonderful times I don't I I just look at back at it with so much fondness mm. um but I think sometimes you know you got to move you got to move forward and it was just my time mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I wasn't prompted to go I decided to go I think it did coincide with the magazine going online. Yeah. And uh and I think there's a print edition twice a year. And you know, I'd done the beauty festival, founded that, which was a great success. I'd done so many things, the beauty power list and that I was so proud of. My editor Jo Elvin left, mm-hmm. who was a big part for me because she was a phenomenal editor that I loved working for and a very visionary editor I felt. Um so I just figured, you know what, it's time to go. Also, obviously, my Instagram was kind of, um, you know, doing well. Yeah. And and there was the option of me working with brands and, you know, as a spokesperson. And <clears throat> you can't do that mm-hmm. while you are, uh, in a way, like while you're an editor in a magazine. Yeah, it's, it can be I, a conflict. I think it, it could be conflictual. Yeah, yeah. And so, and also, obviously, I knew I was doing my range with Primark. It wasn't going to come out till October, but I knew it was on the card. So I yeah. knew I was going to have to leave. Yeah. Anyway, and I just thought, well, let's let's go. And so I did. And, you know, the, the interesting thing is I have zero regrets. And yeah. this is the thing. It's like I absolutely adored my time. I genuinely mm-hmm. have nothing bad to say. But yeah. the moment I left, I was gone. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Gone. Sometimes it's just the right thing to do that it's Yeah, time. but that's why it yeah. felt like the right move. Because yeah. I didn't, wasn't, I mean, on the, I was emotional on the day. I was yeah. like, oh my God, this is the last time I'm walking to the Condé Nast building. Well, the last time for now. Yeah. You never know in life because my door is definitely not shut when it comes to magazines. I mm-hmm. still love magazines more than anything. I, I just love them, you know, mm-hmm. and I still buy them and read them. But it was it was just the right thing to do for me. And, and I can tell you now it's a year on. Yeah. It's been phenomenal. The response has been interesting. Yeah. Um. I think some people were like, okay, like, fine. Like, not finally, but like, okay, here yeah. she goes. We, yeah. You know. But remember, I knew what I had on the cards. A lot of people right. didn't. Mm-hmm. The reaction from some industry people, but then, I mean. It doesn't matter, but I does know. Does it not matter though? It, no, industry, as in my, my peers. No, but I mean, does it affect you when people say either good or bad things? Um, the thing is, if you believe the good, you have to believe the bad. So uh, I never believed the hype. Right. And I, so I try not, because I think also remember, if someone criticizes you personally, mm-hmm. it says a lot more about them than mm-hmm. it says about you. Mm-hmm. Because why? You know, it's about their own yeah. feelings. So yeah. one no, a few things I heard was, what's she going to do now without mm-hmm. having the magazine to support her? Yeah. And that, to me, speaks about their own fear. Yeah. Rather than mine, because I didn't yeah. have that fear. Yeah. I feel like, again, Glamour and Condé Nast has been phenomenal for me, but mm-hmm. I believe that I've done a lot for them as well. Yeah. So, you know, it was kind of like, so I think some people are like, what's she going to do without a magazine brand behind her? And mm. I thought... But I don't have that fear. But also, not everyone who works at a magazine and a massive brand has a massive following. You know, you'd. Well, but I don't think I have a massive following. Well, you know, a, I mean, a I sizable. Think, well, <laughs> I'm just very grateful for. You know, I don't. I don't you know what? Also, mm. my aim is not mm. to have a million followers because yeah. I want to be able to answer to people. I feel yeah. like I have a more of a community than. I don't. Yeah. First of all, I don't call them followers because, I mean, I'm not the Messiah. <laughs> you know, like, no, but that's it. Really, no, I know. Like, I know. no, but I get. But, you know, for yeah. me, it's more I have a community. I have people who are interested. Like, what I do on my Instagram, I don't really share much about my private life. Right. You know, it's more about it. For me, it's purely being a beauty expert. Mm-hmm. It's talking about skincare. And so for me, it's a community of people who are really interested in skincare and mm. beauty and, and other things as well. I mean, I do talk about things like confidence and and things Mm. like that. Like I said, you know, I still have to overcome a lot of times. I do feel also inadequate. You Mm -hmm. know, I do. Mm -hmm. I mean, who doesn't? Um, But I think I'm quite open about it and I'm quite... So you're almost, emotional yeah. about you're it. You're almost curating a magazine on your Instagram. I feel it's like a media, it's my media outlet. Yeah. 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 And, um, and so... You know the 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 response. It's 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 been like I said. I had a lot more positive support, and I'm very yeah. grateful for all the positive support. Mm-hmm. Then, but then there's always going to be a few people. But like I said, it says more about them than yeah. it says about me. And you know, look, I've supported a lot of, throughout my career as when I was the beauty director of Glamour. 
I've supported a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I've supported a lot of people in the industry, mm-hmm. whether it's fellow journalists, people who worked with me, mm-hmm. or people in the industry, makeup mm-hmm. artists, brands, hairdressers, facialists. I supported a lot of people and I helped them along the way. Yeah. So, you know, of course, when people don't reciprocate, that's, that's a bit. It can be. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. It can be a bit like, hmm... But then I'm quite forgiving because, first of all, I don't believe in holding grudges. Mm-hmm. And the, whole, the grudge would just hold me back. Yeah. I'd rather just move forward and let them stand behind me. Let's talk about skincare then. And, yes! And the range. Yes! Um, so when you started it, yeah. um, was it always your aim to have a sort of big capsule collection of skincare for people that, that made it easy and that people could navigate very yeah. easily? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think... You know, when, when, when we started this idea of making really good quality, high-tech skincare mm-hmm. affordable, I wasn't just going to do like a product, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I wanted, you know, I'm all about the routine. I'm mm-hmm. all about people getting into a skincare regimen and so on. So when I asked Primark, what, you know, it was a blank sheet. I yeah. said, what, what, what can I, and they, the only thing they said to me is you can have 20. Okay. Because obviously, you know, we need to think about size in store as well, right? Like, it's not like an endless situation. I said 20? Okay, that's cool. I can start with that. Yeah. So we did 25 ranges. Um, and I just started with... So these are really like, you know, the core. Like, mm-hmm. it's how to... It's kind of starting... It's, it's basically how to build a skincare routine from scratch. So we've got a bunch of cleansers. We've yep. got moisturizers, different moisturizers, masks, and so on. And then now, like, we're launching like the peel pads which mm-hmm. just launched it's just getting into something that's a bit more advanced yeah. you know but you have to start mm-hmm. with 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 the basics you yeah. know you need if when people say to me well, what do you really need i'm like well really you need a cleanser yeah. you need some sort of hydration yeah. and then you need a sunscreen i mean that's what you really need yeah. and then of course if you want a bit more you add in a serum you add in an eye product you add in peel pads you add in masks yeah. but you know obviously let's be realistic some people love using 10 products and mm-hmm. and some people just want two you know yeah. and so this was designed for to please because again it was designed for the primer customer yeah you know i didn't make this for the industry i didn't make this to impress people like mm-hmm. i made this to be for real useful real people real you not that but you know what i mean yeah like for yeah, yeah, real yeah. usage yeah yeah so <clears throat> it had to be something that was uh very easy to understand mm-hmm accessible not just from a price point but accessible from a point of view you need to again you know look when you if you've been into a primark mm-hmm. you know i'm not standing at the counter yeah. advising you yeah you know you're not you don't get a service of someone for half an hour telling you what does your skin need yeah so it had to be something that that empowered the customer that they could choose without being completely bamboozled mm-hmm. which i'm sure we all are nowadays i mean you know, I'm bamboozled sometimes, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm like, Whoa. yeah, you know, so, so, yeah. you know, and, and I think 20 products, you know, you do need to address different skin needs, mm-hmm. but also preferences, you know, mm-hmm. so the reason we have a bunch of moisturizers, because one is oil free. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that in this arena, but actually also in the in the in the more high end arena, there mm-hmm. aren't that many oil free moisturizers. When you yeah. think about it, I can yeah. think about three. Yeah. So it was, it was good. I wanted to do that for oily skins, because a lot of oily skins, People with oily skin when they were younger or even, you know, probably used a lot of harsh products on their mm-hmm. skin. So they then have an oily skin, but that's dehydrated. So yes. you've got this kind of kind of skin that doesn't quite know what it wants to be. So I did an oil-free moisturizer. I did a serum in cream one, which is kind of one that's mm-hmm. kind of a lighter, text, medium texture. Then I did an everyday moisturizer, which is quite a rich texture, but not greasy at all, which I think is one of the best formulas I've done. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the sleep <clears throat> mask, which is your overnight I mean, which I did basically for myself, which yeah, is yeah. very very soothing. But none of it is like sticky or, you know, the facial in a stick, which is mainly, that's for very dry skin. So right. that's more of a rich, oily texture. Yeah. But that also works as a cleanser at the same time as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, we did quite a lot of moisturizers, but in order to give people options and then different types of cleansers, again, for people who wear makeup, for mm-hmm. people who have more oilier skin, um, and, and, and masks, a lot of masks. Yeah. Because I think masks are not essential but they are that time you give yourself a break you do your sunday facials don't you and Mm. i think the thing is though it's a ritual as well isn't it of having a time that you look after yourself 
but also, I mean, don't you think now when you think about it, how often do you take time for yourself? Like I was saying to you, my early morning ritual is my time and yeah. my Sunday facial is my it's time. A luxury. Which, by the way, the Sunday facial I did since my teens. Did you? Always done it. Okay. Obviously, as a teenager, I used to use like three products. Like yeah. Probably a scrub. Yeah. And like a moisture. But, you know, it obviously got more... Um, advanced as I as I as I as I got to know more about skincare but I've always had that thing of my pamper time yeah my me time yeah and again now we talk a lot about taking time for yourself but remember I've been doing the Sunday facial for a long time on my socials and it's that idea of 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 like literally shutting the world out Mm -hmm. and focusing on yourself Mm -hmm. because when you actually come to think about it and I'm going to talk specifically about women here because it's what I know because I'm a woman myself but when you think about when is it when is the only time in the day and i'm not talking about looking at yourself when you take a selfie that you're actually looking at yourself actively in presence that you're present it's when yeah. you brush your teeth in the morning yeah when you brush your teeth in the evening i don't think when you do your makeup but when you remove your makeup you're much more focused on yourself mm-hmm. those are the times so why don't you take a bit of time on a sunday i get it women who have kids and so on but your partner can look after the children yeah. for like an hour, a half yeah. an hour, let's yeah, say. Yeah. Well, you just, it's, and then kids, you know, they get it. Yeah. It's mommy's time. It's mommy's Sunday facial. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of my, my, my readers or, you know, on, on Instagram will say, they know it's mom, oh, it's mommy's Sunday but facial. But it's good for them to see that, yeah. I think, to know that they're, yeah. you know, there's yeah. a moment of cherishing yeah. yourself yeah. in that way. And also yeah. mom is not constantly on tap. Yeah. You know, yeah, she's completely. also there. She also needs her own yeah. time. Is a human. Because I mean, as, as mothers, you never, I mean, you never ever put yourself first. No. Ever. Which yeah. of course I, is completely understandable yeah but it's important to show your children as well that you know you do look up need to look after yourself you're absolutely right about not looking yourself in a mirror i was just thinking when you're saying that that i don't i very rarely look at myself in a mirror Hmm. like it's strange because in my job i probably should or people would assume i did but i don't i don't sit there and look at myself do you go and have facials as well i do uh, i love something called i have a i go to the light salon i love Mm -hmm. led i'm a massive fan of it i don't love invasive Sorry, I don't love invasive stuff very yeah, much. Okay. Uh, I'm a bit needle phobic. Botox also, and fillers and stuff. Do you? Yeah, I bruise very quickly as well, okay. so it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. I'm not against any of it. By mm-hmm, the way, mm-hmm. I'm not against fillers. I'm not against Botox. I'm against crappy fillers. Crappy. Yeah. Bo- I'm against going to the wrong, not to reputable person. Right. Um, I mean, I always say like, if you break your knee, you're gonna go to a proper sur- doctor. You're not just gonna go to someone down the road. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. I think well done. It's and and I do hundred percent believe that people need to do what makes them happy. It's yeah. just the problem when they do it because they want to emulate someone else. I also think there's a thing of um, do it, but sort of skincare first because mm-hmm. you know to some extent if you're not looking after your skin it doesn't matter if it's lifted up and yeah. stuff. You won't look radiant. Yeah. You know it doesn't look. Yeah, beautiful. and they're two different yeah. things exactly. Like Botox. Like look, let's be let's be blunt and honest. If you ask me which of my creams is going to get rid of wrinkles i'm going to tell you well none and no other cream that you can buy over the counter on the market is going to get rid of a wrinkle yeah if you have a deep wrinkle the only thing really that's going to work is an injectable let's be honest yeah however what an injectable won't give you Mm -hmm. is glowy dewy Mm -hmm. skin you Which can do is both. useful in its own Yeah, way. but you can yeah. do both. I have no problem with that. You mm-hmm. can do both. You can do one or the other. But don't be fooled in thinking that a cream will get rid of wrinkles. But equally, mm-hmm. don't be fooled in, into thinking that Botox will give you beautiful skin. Yeah. It's two different things. They can work hand in hand. And on the right people, we know enough people, celebrities mm-hmm. or people in our industry, who do a combination and look phenomenal, yeah. you know, and look really happy and glowy. <clears throat> it's just, you know, for me, I, I, I do look at young girls and I and I see a big I do feel I have a bit of a response not mm. but I feel a responsibility and mm. I do think like when I look at, at young young girls putting fill in their lips I'm I'm not sure how comfortable I feel yeah. about that um you know why are they doing it you know yeah. I feel massively uncomfortable is this something that yeah. they're gonna you know maybe one day regret or do they think that's that's normal is that the new yeah. normal maybe look as I said I'm not in the business of judging people because mm-hmm. I don't really like being judged myself. And so, and I, and I, again, you can never, the one thing, don't ever, ever judge someone by what they appear to be because you don't know. Mm-hmm. You really don't know mm-hmm. what someone is feeling, going through what's happened or whatever. I am used to being judged, but you know, I'm an adult. So 
my sense of self-worth doesn't come from an Instagram picture. If someone says to me, you're ugly, I couldn't care less. I genuinely mm-hmm. couldn't care less. When I was a teenager, that would affect me. Now I'm like, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. that, again, that says a lot about that person. Yeah. But when, I, when, when you're a young girl, like I was saying, when I was a teenager, that would, that would have affected me. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad I didn't wake, grow up, not wake up, but grow up with Instagram. Mm-hmm. But when you are 16 and someone says, you're ugly, go kill yourself. Yeah. Unfortunately, that really affects you. Yeah. Um, now, if someone says that to me, I block them and I report them. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Doesn't couldn't care less, yeah. because I literally think, genuinely, I feel sorry for that person, mm-hmm. because you know that's that's a very that, that person must be a very in a lot of pain to mm-hmm. say that to someone. I really feel that way, genuinely. Yeah, I'm not angry. I really think you must be in a lot of pain yeah. to say that to someone that you don't know. But it's quite great to be an adult and get to that point, isn't it? Where you yeah, you but know. that's why I I feel, especially with social media, you know, I do feel like young girls need support. Yeah. What form do you think that support could take, though? Because that's something people are talking about a lot. I think it's. I think. Look, I'm I'm not going to pretend I have the answer because yeah, yeah. if I did, but I do try on my social. I try to be measured. Mm-hmm. I try to be truthful. And when I do get a lot of DMs from mm-hmm. girls saying, Alex, you're so pretty, I feel ugly. When I look at you, I want to kill myself. I engage and I talk. Right. And I try to, you know, yeah. to talk yeah. in, in the best way yeah. that I can. I mean, I'm not a therapist. I'm no. not pretending to be. No. Also, I think by not overexposing myself, I'm, I don't know. I just, I just feel... I stick to, you know, I don't, I don't do sexy pictures. Mm-hmm. I do, you know, I try to be quite... I try to show that you can be happy mm-hmm. and have a success in a way without having to expose yourself, be it by the way you look or change mm-hmm. the way you look mm-hmm. or by um, talking in a certain way that you think is going to attract people. I just try to be me. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. I'm not super super thin. I'm not fake in my face I'm you know people say yeah but you're pretty you know what like look I mean like I say I've I've had my struggles too but fixing them is is not by injecting yourself by having surgery I think Mm -hmm. that will not fix your issues before I let you go Mm. I just want to talk very quickly about inner health and gut yes. health um, we were talking about this before we started yeah. recording a lot big theme for both of us big theme yeah so just could you just outline <clears throat> what you do how you look after yourself internally mm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean your internal um, routine <laughs> my internal routine you know what so I have I've uh, I've had ma- since that massive you know weight issues I've had and then I've been on quite a lot of antibiotics as well mm. um, what do you get tonsillitis no I, I get a lot of chest infections okay. you, can you hear like my I, I can so hear it right chesty. now it's happening yeah does it get better when you're in the mountains? Yes. Yeah, because of I have the same thing as so does my mum. It might yeah. be an Austrian city. It might be an Austrian thing. Yeah. But I um so uh so my gut is not in a great place. And yes. I and I do believe strongly in the gut skin, gut mind. Gut yeah. mind, not just skin, yeah. but the mind connection as well. And so uh I go to a place called Viva Maya in Austria mm-hmm. and the Maya method, you know, it's something that when you are Austrian, you know, it's something that my grandmother, again, it's, it's a very old method. It's yeah. nothing new. This no. is the other thing. It's nothing new, guys. Like, no. it's, it's not, it's just that now suddenly we talk about it a lot Also, more. we lost the connection for a bit. I yeah. feel like we're moving back into yeah. it. But also, I do think it has to do as well with food nowadays just not being the same quality anymore. No. So we do, I do know when I eat crappy food, like, my, it's my mind. I get mm. foggy. Mm. Like, I get sluggish and foggy, which maybe I didn't as much before. I think there's yeah. just a lot of crap in food. And so... I definitely um, am quite aware of keeping my gut healthy. Look, don't get me wrong. I love ice cream. I love stuff like that. But, yeah. but I just know what works and what doesn't work for me. So raw food in the evenings doesn't work for me. It's very much a Meyer method. Mm-hmm. I try to food combine. Mm-hmm. I try, food combine in terms of... As in I'll, I, I try not to mix protein um, and carbs, mm-hmm. but it totally fails when it comes to potatoes. But I love potatoes, yeah. And and potatoes is my big thing, my big carby thing that mm-hmm. I love. I love chocolate, but I'll ha- I'll try to have dark chocolate, yeah. Not too much dairy. Um, 
I, you know what I do? I do a lot. I, I eat a lot of um, cider vinegar, apple cider yeah. vinegar. As a shot in the morning? No, I mix it. When I do, I eat a lot of avocados. Okay. I'll mix it in with my avocado. I'll like as in instead of lemon. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So or I'll use it in dressings. Uh, when I do like a Dijon, like do I'll take... do olive oil. Yeah, that, and you good mustard. cook. No, I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm a basic cook. Yeah, okay. Um, but I, the thing is, I love to eat, you know, mm. I really do. I love nothing more than like a delicious Mm. I just, oh, just love it. Do you but take probiotics and supplements? I do. I, I take a lot of supplements, but I rotate them. Okay. So I try not to take the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely on a lot of vitamin D in yes. the winter, especially. Um, and one thing I take religiously is CoQ10 yeah. and turmeric. Right. Those are two. Well, turmeric is highly anti-inflammatory mm-hmm. and CoQ10 is a fantastic antioxidant. And I do believe I've re- read a lot of research and those two supplements are yeah. hugely beneficial for health in general, longevity. Mm. Uh, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to de-age you, but yeah. I do think it, it just, it, those are two that I really believe in. I take a lot of magnesium. I think right. as women, there's a lot of lack of magnesium. Mm-hmm. Um, you take oh. base you take the Maya I base. take base powder when I uh, like uh, I have my sachets on me actually I do you yeah yeah oh, yeah you're so good I'm, I'm quite like religious about yeah, it yeah 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 so I, uh, I will yeah. take it in between meals I don't love the taste of it how many times it. a day do you take it you meant it I try to take it like between like twice a day between that's oh, so why I only do it once yeah but yeah. at the moment I'm doing it once yeah um, but you know like look I'm not perfect I mean I drink a lot of coffee yeah, yeah. I'm a coffee addict do you drink alcohol no okay but that's, I never did drank much. Okay. And also it gives me migraines. Right. I get pretty bad migraines. Alcohol is the thing. See, I'm more of a sugar addict than alcohol. I can, me too. <laughs> alcohol is yeah. the one thing I can leave. Yeah. Like it's, when people are like, oh my God, Alex, so great. You don't drink alcohol. Like, yeah, but it's easy not to do something that you don't really care about. Yes. It's a lot harder. If, if I said to you, I don't eat chocolate mm. that would be an achievement yeah if i said to you i don't eat pota- like fries yeah that would be like a big sacrifice giving up alcohol for me is not a massive sacrifice i stopped properly drinking a year ago. i mean I, I never drank a lot either but yeah. i haven't had a touch since last year and people always go oh that's incredible how do you do weddings and i'm like yeah i just eat cake like i like the cake it's not you the, su- I it's substitute. not the alcohol yeah. yeah it's funny because i remember bef- years ago people would say like why you don't drink alcohol that mm. almost like that's so weird yeah like they would think i'm weird now they're like oh wow amazing in english it's funny culture, how though, things change be, yeah. but in france as well you know yeah my family, they're big wine drinkers. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're used to it now, yeah. but that I'm the boring one, but I don't care. I'm not boring. I think yeah. I'm hilarious. <laughs> well, on that lovely note, Alessandra, thank you. Alessandra. 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 Yeah. Thank you very, very much thank for coming you. on the show. Thank you for having me. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.